wrestling has more than one royal family. everyone and welcome to Kick It to Scoops. I'm your host Cooper Gretch, the sole admin of AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results. I'm back. I told you this is the week back. You would have seen the new intro. Leave your thoughts down below on the new intro. I thought I'd change it up for a few weeks off. 
I thought I'd change the intro as well. So let, let, me, let me know your thoughts down below of the new intro. We've got a big show loaded for you guys today, including the world-famous segment Scoops Goes Bang. That always happens every single episode. My team of the week for round eight. I'm going to review round eight and preview round nine. Now, I'm going to go through the Scoops Metal now. Obviously, I've been off for a few weeks. I have not posted the Scoops Metal votes on my Facebook page intentionally. So I'm going to go through three rounds of Scoop Metal votes for round six, seven, and the round just gone round eight. Uh, I'm going to go through some Supercoach talk. I'm still in the top 1%, and we're technically back in the top 1%, so that's great to see. We'll go through that. Uh, and my final thoughts. So while I'm at it, you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash G and merch. There's plenty of merch on the side. There's multiple amount of T-shirts. The Scoop's Life T-shirt. Scoops is bringing you a block t-shirt, the whole lot kick it scoops, the original t-shirt, plenty more. There's hats, stickers, and stubby holders and hoodies on there as well. So go and get yours today. Now let's start off with the world famous segment. Scoops goes bang. Boom. <laughs> uh have a few weeks off to start with a bang. Well, there's nothing so much that I could mention that would go very explosive, but just the inconsistency of umpiring the new stand rule, which has been obviously been through the whole year. Um, moving off the line. The part I don't like about the umpiring when they say you have to stand is if you move off the mark, but you move backwards, I don't see the problem in that. You're not interfering with the person having the set shot or whatever. If you move to the side and stuff, that's a little bit understandable. But when you move backwards, it's, you know, it's not really impacting the kicker at all. Um, seriously, is something they need to fix. And, uh, yeah, um, it's interesting. But anyway, and now another thing I'm going to go through Cameron Ling, he's now got his new podcast, um, and uh, he's had a few opinionated things since Kane Corns mentioned about him and Jack Ginnivan. Anyway, now Cameron Ling just come out today on his podcast and said, this is a reference to Essendon beating Hawthorne this week, just gone. He said, and I quote, Miracle at Marvel, did I miss something? A few blokes pulled out before the game of the flu, and they beat a team who won three games of the year. Someone needs to explain to me why this is a win for the ages. Well, I'm actually not disagreeing with that in terms of the part where he says a win for the ages. Yes, they had five out. Yes, they came from behind and are winning by 27 points. No one's disputing that. But there was Hawthorne. And the players are out. Yes, there was five players out. I'm not disputing that. That was factually correct. But the five that are out, outside of Jordan Ridley, the other four are not regular 22. So, yeah, I partially agree with Lingy, but... um. Yeah, a win for the ages is definitely not a win for the ages. So if you think it is, well, you can think that, but that's not what I think. Now, we'll move on. Hope you guys enjoy that. I'll stretch my very light edition of it. Just a light one this week. A light one. Now, we'll move on to my round eight AFL team of the week. Now, from the back line, the pockets, Will Powell and Sam Doherty. Fullback. Sam Taylor, the half-back line, Dane Zorko and Jordan Dawson, centre-half-back, Patrick McCartan, the wingers, Hugh McCluggage and Ed Langdon, Sediment, Andy Brayshaw from Frio, the half-forward line, the flankers, Charlie Kernow and Jeremy Finlayson, centre-half-forward, Tom Lynch, forward pockets, Charlie Cameron and Tyson Stengel, and the full-forward, Peter Wright, two-metre Peter, the ruckman, Sean Darcy, Followers, Will Brody and Patrick Cripps. The interchange, Jared Witts, Rory Laird, Travis Boak and Jackson McRae. Two emergencies only this week. 
Jeremy Cameron and Hayden Young. Now leave your thoughts down below of my round 8 AFL team of the week. I've seen to go through recently that Jared Witts had dominant first three weeks or so, along with another Ruckman has rotated with him the last few weeks. And I mean, Witts' stats, if you look at it, having around the 20 possession marks, around the 40 hit outs, and being the clear dominant Ruckman on the ground in his game, uh, deserves a spot on the team. And as does Sean Darcy, who was very dominant on Todd Goldstein and got just under 20 possessions himself. So pretty self-explanatory there. For any other players, Hugh McClough chipped four on the wing. He had over 21 possessions as well. Jordan Dawson, albeit them losing, he was very dominant, and uh, his stats prove that. Dane Zorko seems to be mixing between the halfback line, the midfield and forward at the moment, showing his versatility. Uh, Will Powell did a good lockdown role. Sam Taylor, albeit Jeter Eskin, smashed, did a good job on Tom Hawkins, only kicked one. Uh, Andy Brayshaw's in all Australian form, as is um, Tom Lynch now. He's starting to pick some goals up the last few games, albeit against West Coast and Collingwood. Still in um, some solid form. And Patrick Cripps will be a contender for the Brownlow so far. If it wasn't evident already, it is certainly now. Uh, Travis Boak and Jackson McRae on the bench, you'd say they could hope be on the ground. They could be, but Will Brody, Cripps, and Andy Brayshaw were the ones in their positions. Now, we'll move on. So leave your thoughts down below of my AFL team of the week. The next thing on the agenda that we'll go through, in fact, is none other than reviewing the round just gone round eight. Now, all the way back on Friday night, we had the Power 86 defeated the Bulldogs 69, 17-point victory to the Power, three in a row for the Power, just a win and percentage outside the eight. Um, some people wrote the Power off being 0-5. I mean, most would at any team in that position, but the Power... I thought, well, they got some better games coming up. And then they got North Melbourne now next week, which we'll go through that later. So they could be winning four in a row and be in the eight potentially, or just a percentage out of the eight by the end of round nine. So no, I never wrote it, wrote off the power um, and had a good win again in the Bulls. McRae, Boke, uh, Finlayson. Um, yeah, those are some of the major players for that game. Now, also on front, the two double headers. Uh, the second one, Frio hosting the Ruse. Easy 78-point victory for Freo. North Melbourne to Dreadful, 102-24. to uh, Brody, Brayshaw, uh, Darcy. Um, a lot of good plays for the Dockers and even contributors for North Melbourne. Uh, Todd Goldstein got beaten in the ruck by Darcy pretty dominantly. Um, yeah, there was nothing to be proud about for the Roos. So pretty easy for the Dockers, who gave them the old heave-ho. The Dockers... One and now we move on to the Saturday game, starting off with Richmond hosting the Pies, and they had a good 27-point victory, convincing in the end, 113 to 86. Uh, Darcy Cameron had to shoulder the ruck, obviously with Brody Grundy out for the next two months or so, around that mark still. Uh, so he faced Nan Kerbis and Soldo, um, 113 to 86. Tom Lynch kicking six and having over 20 possessions, dominant performance on him on Darcy Moore. Uh, they're pretty convincing. They really looked like they were losing. Uh, Collingwood tried to come back, but never could get over the line in the end. The other game on Saturday, early game, was an upset in a way. 75 for the Gold Coast Suns, defeated the Swans, 61 by 14 points. Great win for the Suns. Jared Witts was awesome. David Swallow, Will Powell, uh, a lot of plays do well for the Suns. Paddy McCartan was probably the Swans' best player, but I wouldn't really call this an upset purely because three times the Swans have... 
been pretty average in some of their performances. They came back after trailing against Hawthorne in Tassie and North Melbourne in Sydney. And I thought, well, that's Hawthorne and that's North Melbourne. They were behind against the Lions. They tried coming back. They could not get over Brisbane because obviously Brisbane's the dominant side. And I just thought, Gold Coast, albeit they've been losing a lot this year, they haven't really, outside of maybe one game against GWS, they haven't really been smashed badly. So I thought, they do that to the Suns as well. They may not get over the top end. Now, they got a bit closer than they have in the previous games, but like the one against Brisbane. But the Suns, to their credit, held on. Levi Casbon and Marbiola Chow were very quiet for the first three quarters. Th- those two in the last quarter stepped up when they needed them. As I said, the few players earlier, Swallow, uh, Wits, and Will Powell all did very well throughout the game. But those two in the end stood up when they needed. Isaac Rankin, likewise, in the last course, a good win. For the Suns who are up and about now after that win against the Swans. You like playing the SAG, apparently. Now, Twilight game out in Canberra. Giants, 35, defeated pretty easily by Geelong, 98, 53 points. GWS, well, you'd be pretty disappointed. They had a close loss against Kilda a few weeks ago. Had a win last week. And then a big win, actually, last week against the Crows in Adelaide. And then dished out that, um, yeah, they'd be pretty disappointed. And Leon Cameron and the crew... Cameron kicked five for Geelong. Stengel kicked three and had 20. Uh, Duncan had around 35. Blixar's at around 25 and played in the ruck as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty disappointing for the Giants there. The game's on Saturday night. Uh, as expected, the Lions smashed the Eagles by 75 points, 105 to 30 in wet conditions. Um, to West Coast's credit, they um, were in the game. Well, when I say they were in the game early, they weren't. The margin wasn't as big. Wet conditions, they kicked. I think they were only, only down by three goals in the first quarter, I think. Charlie Cameron kicked four. Uh, Dan McStay went off injury, got subbed off. We'll miss it a little bit. Uh, Joe Danner is still out for a few months with a shoulder injury. So Eric Hidwood, hopefully they may say maybe back this week or next. They're, down, they're, they're considering whether they play him in the reserves or not, which I don't think they will, the way you get Chris Fagan is talking. Uh, for the Eagles now, they had a depth on one of the waffle players, Jake Florenza. Who are, if you know, you see all these debut videos and see how they ha- they call their parents or brothers or sisters or whatever, and uh, you see most of them get all excited, some swear in their videos. But this one was a very interesting one. I haven't checked it out. This debut video for Jake LaFrenza telling his mum he's debuting. Go out to the West Coast Eagles footy Facebook page and go check it out. It's a pretty interesting one. She basically was saying, Oh, you're playing, no way, you're kidding me, all the generic stuff, but. She essentially said she was not going to watch and to, to um, tell Jake, his son, her son, to call him, call her, in fact, after the game. Just go check it out. You know what I mean. And a very different debut reaction video compared to most. Um, yeah, they were pretty disappointed. He had 19 on debut. He had nine possessions in the first quarter uh, inside mid from the Waffles. So he had a pretty de- decent debut. Scored over 100 Supercoach too. Uh, but yeah, that's where it ended for the Eagles. They were pretty poor. Liam Ryan kicked three of their four goals, but uh, yeah, they were pretty disappointing as expected. And as the Lions, Neil, Zorko, McCluggage, the usual suspect. Darcy Ford's doing okay since joining Brisbane from Geelong as well and had a record of consecutive goals in a row. Um, about missing, that is. Now, the Bombers, 108, defeated the Hawks, 81. Essendon by 27 points. Yeah. Come from behind win, good for them. As I said earlier with Ling, it was Hawthorne, but the comeback from behind was still good nonetheless. 27 point victory, Peter Wright, two meter Peter, kicked six. 
Uh, Zach Merritt had a better gank. Um, Hawthorne O'Meara was probably their best. Um, yeah, that Hawthorne be disappointed. As you can see in the coach's box, Sam Mitchell was very annoyed in the last quarter for how his side had been performing. Um, and considering they were around the eight, Hawthorne, they still are, but that win probably could have got them in the eight, or at least only percentage yet, if not in it. Um, and they'd be disappointed very much. So they some get their second win of the season. Now, the two games on Sunday. Uh, yes, I know you'll all be waiting for my thoughts on this. St Kilda v Melbourne. Melbourne 93 defeated the Saints 55. Melbourne by 38 points. Yes, it was um, disappointing. It's very scrappy first half. Uh, it was pretty much summed up by uh, when Timmy Membry had a shot on the quarter time siren. Um, yeah, from 15 metres out or so, it was touched on the mark on the siren. Score a goalless first quarter. Disappointing, and then the second quarter was not much better. Melbourne get consecutive goals. Security came back. They changed some structural moves, which was had to be done. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be for the Saints, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Jack, Jack still had an off game for his centers. Still had over twenty five possessions, but wasn't his best game. Probably his worst game for a long time. Skipper uh, Brad Crouch was probably Security's best, but Andy Brayshaw, Ed Langdon. Uh, Oliver were probably Melbourne's best players as well. Now, I didn't think uh, Paddy Roddy did too bad. Gordon was okay without being outstanding. Uh, yeah. Now, I did mention earlier about the umpire. And this game, again, did not impact the result. But the umpire, as I said, throughout the whole season has been pretty poor. And this game was showing, especially, especially in the second half. Now, Carlton and the Crows, the final game around round eight. Carlton, 116, defeated the Crows, 68, 48-point victory. Charlie Kerno kicking six with one on the siren. Uh, yeah, now the Crows will be disappointed. They haven't been too bad this year. Since they had that win in the showdown after the sign from Jordan Dawson, they've been much better. But they were disappointing last week against the Giants at home, losing by over 50 points. And then 48 points Carlton this week. Two bad weeks in a row for the Crows. Maybe they're starting to tamper off again. Jordan Dawson was clearly their best player with Rory Laird. Carlton, you can raffle it up between Kerno and Cripps and Doherty and players like that. But, uh, yeah, pretty good for Carlton. They're currently sitting fourth on the ladder. Um, so, yeah, and they're a game clear of the sides below them on the 20 points, including St Kilda, Geelong, and the Swans. So, and then they're a game behind Freo and Brisbane and two behind Melbourne. So, uh, they're in a decent position now, Carlton, for how they're going so far. Now, that is reviewing round eight. We'll now go preview round eight. Nine, and we'll start off with the game on Friday night. Marvel Stadium, the Pies hosting the Bulldogs, 7.50. Very interesting game this will be. Very interesting game this will be, I think. Um, real toss of the coin. Bulldogs will lose a few plays. Vandermeer, Cody Waitman. Um, there's another one that escapes me uh, who the other one was. This is the third one. Um, yeah, but and they may regain English, Keith, and Bontempelli. So, yeah, some of their better players back. I've been saying about their key defenders. Keith, if they don't have Keith, they're dreadful. Um, Cordy and Gardner are certainly not the answer. And O'Brien's now injured. Ah, O'Brien was the other one that's injured. So they'll miss them three and they'll probably gain those three. English, Bonapelli, and uh, Keith. Um, Collingwood, disappointing against Richmond. Bulldog, disappointing against Power. Um, real toss of the coin. I'll go the Pies. On Saturday, we have a one foot. that... Pies, Dogs, Clash 2, 7.50, Victorian time at Marvel. Game on Saturday, 1.45, Melbourne time at the MCG. The Hawks hosting Richmond. Um, yeah, this another interesting one. 
you think Richmond would win, but again, Hawthorne, if they hadn't choked the lead against Essendon, we could be saying a completely different story. This is real 50-50 as well. I'm tipping Richmond just, just. Now, the Roos are hosting quite a late in Tassie. Set 2.10 Victorian time. I'm going to clearly go the power to win four in a row and be breathing down the neck of Richmond, who are sitting eighth at the moment in the top eight. They won't be in the eighth because of the percentage, but they may be equal eighth by the end of the round, just percentage out of the eight, the power. And the twilight game on Saturday, haha, <laughs> my Saints against Geelong, 435 at Marvel Stadium. You know who I'm going for, and I mean, there seem to be some interesting clashes between the two lately. Um, hoping it's uh, obviously a victory for my side. It'd be nice, considering um, coming off two losses. Uh, Jack Billings should be back. Hunter Clark should be in as well, or maybe, but Jack Billings definitely will. Uh, potentially losing Dan Butler for a few a week or two. Disappointing. Um, go through an Achilles injury. Um, yeah, obviously I'm tipping the Saints, so we'll see how we go there. Hopefully, can win and potentially be in the breathing down the necks of Carlton in fourth place, or at least equal, at least. Uh, now, on Saturday night, we got the Swans hosting the Bombers. 7.25 Victorian time of the SCG. Sydney will win there. Adelaide hosting the Lions Saturday night, also 7.40 Victorian time at the Adelaide Oval. And that's another obvious one. We'll go to the Brisbane Lions there. Now, on Sunday, the 1.40 at Metricon Sunday, this is Victorian time, all these times I say, uh, Suns hosting the Dockers at Metricon Sunday in Queensland. I'm tipping the Dockers, obviously, but Gold Coast, they did a ride against Melbourne at home. So who's to say they can't do that to Freo? But I'm going the Dockers, though. Uh, the Giants hosting the Carlton, 3.20 at Giants Stadium on Sunday. Uh, I would tip Carlton, but again, Geos will want to perform better um, than what they did the last few weeks. Uh, now, this is pretty obvious. 5.20 Victorian time at Optus Stadium in Perth. The Eagles hosting Melbourne. Don't need to waste my breath. Speaking about this game, we know Melbourne will win pretty comfortably. Now, let's go through now uh, and leave your thoughts too down below of your tips for the round upcoming. And how your tipping is going? I'm pretty well on the tipping, on the Herald Suns Supercoach tipping. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it's in the 50s out of however many thousand people in there, so I'm going pretty well. I was actually 12th prior to this round. Got five out of nine this week. So many 50-50 games this week, and uh, some let me down. Um, look at you, GWS. <laughs> anyway, now, you only go through Supercoach Talk. Supercoach Talk. Now, I'm in the top 1%. For the exact ranking I'm on, I'm on 2,391. My score for this round was 2,334. I'm happy with that score so far for the trades. Now, I haven't shown my team unless you've looked it up online. I've not obviously had an episode. So, made some changes, obviously, through those two to three-week periods. Uh, so far for the round, just gone. you'll see on the, my team attached on the screen above. On, if you're watching on... Uh, YouTube, you can see this team. If you're not, I'll read it out to you if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which you can get my podcast on those platforms as well. Uh, where are we? So I've made one change so far. I've downgraded Hugh Dixon to Cooper Hamilton in the forward line. No, I didn't get him because his name's Cooper. There's a few Coopers in the AFL now. Merrily at Collingwood, uh, Stevens at Geelong, so no. Um, that's not why. He's averaging 61. I needed to downgrade Dixon to look at some potential upgrades. So that was the clear one, and he was cheaper. 
Um, so yeah, I'll go through my team. If you don't, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can't see it, so I'll read it. Backline consists of James Sicily, Jack Crisp, Jaden Shorter, just brought in this week, and Jack Sinclair, Nathan O'Driscoll, and Paddy McCartan. Uh, I got DeConing on the bench as well with Skinner, but DeConing and McCartan are kind of flip around. I may look to upgrade one of those three soon. Uh, the midfield consists of Neil, Oliver, Steele, McRae, Boak, Brayshaw, Green, and Nick Dacos. Connor McDonald on the bench with Mitch Owens and Brady Hoff. Ruckman. Oh, I kind of regretted this two weeks ago. I brought in, or two games ago, I brought in Riley O'Brien. Decided between he and Wits. Uh, Wits had some scores prior to the Collingwood game a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they were having some big dominant scores around 130, 150 mark, but he had some scores around 70. So I thought, eh, I'll go the consistent O'Brien scoring around consistent hundreds. And that came to backfire, and now I'm looking to try and get him out in a way. But do I prioritise other moves before doing that, or even bother doing that? Because um, I want to keep the money for upgrading someone, not moving him and then costing myself another 80000 just to move him all around, which is something I'm pondering at the moment. So O'Brien and Bruce, Ruckman on the bench, Sam Hayes from Port Adelaide. Uh, the forward line, Heaney, Brody, Cornelio, Lipinski, Gresham, and Nick Martin. And then the bench is that just brought in Cooper Hamilton, and Ned Long is there also. Um, if you want any advice on your Supercoach team, you know what to do. Send it through on the Facebook Messenger at AFL Information, Trade Rooms, and Results. On Instagram and AFL Info Live, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. This episode will be uploaded on Spotify and Apple Podcasts directly after airing live here on YouTube. Now, some moves I'm thinking about Heaney, um, having some good scores and having some bad scores. I mean, there's no one else in that price that's worth trading. So, I mean, I've already got Brody. Canelo is in a similar boat to Heaney. That is polygression, but in the forward line of Supercoach, there's no one worth wasting an upgrade for when they're going to score similar. So that's why I'm kind of sticking with Gresh, Cogs, and Heaney. Brody's doing terrific. Lipinski's doing pretty solid. Still average of 94. Um, yeah, the midfield pretty self-explanatory. I'm thinking about Tom Green. Do I take him out? But again, no point upgrading when there's someone scoring similar price just because he's having a few lower scores in some previous weeks you don't just jump and take them out just for the sake of it and you also want to conservative with your trades we don't want to waste them i currently got 21 left as of right now this is one trade already done this week two boosts left i don't want to really use any of those two boosts they want to kind of save them for the buy rounds and maybe even then to only use one in the buy rounds and have one later in the season because you know if sides are conservative in the eight they might start resting players and uh I want to have a good ranking still for the rest of the season. Now, I didn't want to take George Short out, but in the end, I did last week and brought in Jane Short. Now, yeah, leave your thoughts on my Supercoach team and leave your opinions on uh, what trades you want to make and all that. And any advice you want on your own, send them down below in the comment section, subscribe to the channel, and uh, do it on the Facebook and Instagram, and I'll happily answer your questions on that. Now, it is time for... The Scoops medal. Now, three rounds worth of votes. So bear with me. I plan to do the Scoops medal later in the year, not just the last round, because if there's a clear winner already, then it'll make it not pointless, but, you know, you're already predictable. Um, 
So there'll be at some point where I'll stop doing the weekly votes on the podcast and leave maybe the last eight rounds or so. But for the time being, we'll worry about it right now. So I'm going to go all the way back from round six, round seven, and round eight of the Scoops medal. And I can reenact it like Gillen McLaughlin. So this is the Scoops medal for round six. Round six, GWS v St Kilda. St Kilda, Jay Steele, one vote. St Kilda, Jay Battle, two votes. St Kilda, Jay Higgins, three votes. Western Bulldogs v Adelaide. Adelaide, T Walker, one vote. Adelaide, R. O'Brien, two votes. Adelaide, B. Keys, three votes. Port Adelaide v West Coast. Port Adelaide, T Marshall, one vote. Port Adelaide, T Boak, two votes. Port Adelaide, J. Finlayson, three votes. Fremantle v Carlton. Fremantle, Al Schultz, one vote. Carlton, G. Hewitt, two votes. Carlton, P. Cripps, three votes. North Melbourne v. Geelong. Geelong, R. Stanley, one vote. Geelong, T. Hawkins, two votes. Geelong, J. Cameron, three votes. Gold Coast v. Brisbane. Gold Coast, D. Swallow, one vote. Brisbane, J. Lyons, two votes. Brisbane, Z. Bailey, three votes. Melbourne v. Richmond. Richmond, N. Vloston, one vote. Melbourne, E. Langdon, two votes. Melbourne, C. Oliver, three votes. Hawthorne v. Sydney. Sydney, C. Warner, one vote. Sydney, L. Parker, two votes. Sydney, C. Mills, three votes. Collingwood v. Essendon. Collingwood, B. Grundy, one vote. Essendon, D. Parrish, two votes. Collingwood, J. Ginevan, three votes. Now, the leaderboard of the Scoops medal after round six consists of, on nine votes, Christian Petrarca. In equal second, on ten votes, Paddy Cripps and Travis Boak. And the leader after round six on 11 is Ben Case on the Crows. Now, leave your thoughts of that round's votes down below. And now, I'll go through round seven of the Scoops medal votes. Round seven, West Coast v. Richmond. Richmond, Jay Short, one vote. Richmond. T. Lynch, two votes. Richmond, S. Bolton, three votes. Geelong v. Fremantle. Fremantle, R. Lobb, one vote. Fremantle, B. Akers, two votes. Geelong, T. Stewart, three votes. Adelaide v. GWS. GWS, T. Green, one vote. GWS, I. Cumming, two votes. GWS, Josh, uh, Josh Kelly, three votes. Melbourne v. Hawthorne. Melbourne, C. Oliver, one vote. Hawthorne. D. Moore, two votes. Melbourne, M. Gorn, three votes. St. Kilda v. Poitelaide. Poitelaide, O. Wines, one vote. St. Kilda, J. Steele, two votes. St. Kilda, S. Ross, three votes. Carlton v. North Melbourne. Carlton, S. Doherty, one vote. Carlton, H. Mackay, two votes. Carlton, P. Cripps, three votes. Collingwood v. Gold Coast. Gold Coast, L. Casbolt. One vote. Gold Coast. J. Witts. Two votes. Gold Coast. T. Miller. Three votes. Western Bulldogs v. Essendon. Western Bulldogs. J. Dunkley. One vote. Western Bulldogs. C. Daniel. Two votes. Essendon. Z. Merritt. Three votes. Sydney v. Brisbane. Sydney. C. Mills. One vote. Sydney. L. Parker. Two votes. Brisbane. Al Neal, three votes. The leaderboard after round seven of the Scoops Middle consists of an equal third on ten votes. Travis Boak, 
Luke Parker. And Lockie Neal in second place on 11 votes. Ben Keyser, the new leader after round seven on 13 votes. Patrick Cripps. Now we'll move on to the most recent round of the Scoots medal, round eight. <clears throat> round eight, Adelaide v. Western Bulldogs. Adelaide, Jay Finlayson, one vote. Western Bulldogs, Jay McRae, two votes. Adelaide, T. Boak, three votes. Fremantle v. North Melbourne, Freo, uh, Fremantle. S. Darcy, one vote. Fremantle, A. Brayshaw, two votes. Fremantle, W. Brody, three votes. Richmond v. Collingwood, Collingwood, Peter Lipinski, one vote. Collingwood, J. Crisp, two votes. Richmond, T. Lynch, three votes. Sydney v. Gold Coast. Sydney, P. McCartan, one vote. Gold Coast, D. Swallow, two votes. Gold Coast, J. Witts, three votes. GWS v. Geelong. Geelong, M. Blixarves, one vote. Geelong, T. Stengel, two votes. Geelong, M. Duncan, three votes. Brisbane v. West Coast. Brisbane, C. Cameron, one vote. Brisbane, D. Zorko, two votes. Brisbane, H. McCluggage, three votes. Essendon v. Hawthorne. Hawthorne, J. O'Meara, one vote. Essendon, D. Parrish, two votes. Essendon, P. Wright, three votes. Melbourne v. St. Kilda. Melbourne, C. Oliver, one vote. Melbourne, A. Brayshaw, two votes. Melbourne, E. Langdon, three votes. Carlton v. Adelaide. Adelaide, J. Dawson, one vote. Carlton, P. Cripps. Two votes. Carlton, C. Kerno, three votes. Now, the leaderboard after round eight of the Scoops medal in third place still on 11 votes is Ben Keyes from the Crows. Second place on 13 votes is Travis Boak. And the current leader after round eight of the Scoops medal on 15 votes, a lead of two points or two votes, Patrick Cripps. Leave your thoughts down below of this round's set of votes and the previous two rounds and sound off your thoughts in the comment section down below getting close and there's a lot of players too under the 11 votes there's plenty on 10 and 9 so could see new contenders in the top three after the next set of rounds now my thought final thoughts are simply this you want me on cameo head to cameo.com forward slash cooper gene merch as i said earlier there's t-shirts there's stickers there's stubby holders there's hats there's hoodies on the site. The link is in the description of this video. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts to watch this podcast every single week. And on the Facebook page, AFL Information, Trade Rumors and Results, and on Instagram at AFL Info Live. Appreciate you all for tuning in to the return of Kiki Scoop. Hope you enjoyed this show. Hope you enjoyed the new intro. Until next time, everyone, have a great one. The most important thing of all to remember is go to the Saints and, of course, Acknowledge me. To the <laughs>